Hey guys, it's Cam with Freebird and I'm so excited. I have been playing phone tag and chase with this incredible human <laughs> for quite some time now and I have the privilege to bring on Miss Rebecca Taylor, a 17 year hair veteran. Welcome Rebecca. Hey Cam, I'm so excited to be here and yes, we have been playing phone tag. Oh my lord, why is stuff popping up on my phone? I have it off. Um, <laughs> yes, we have been texting for a long time now. I have been not dodging you, but immersed <laughs> in so many other things. So to sit down with you and actually talk and like really dive deep has been a long time coming. So I'm just so happy to see your beautiful face. You definitely did it up for Zoom. I've got- oh, no, I feel you. I'm like, yes, I was like my girl. And I had another interview earlier and I'm like, I'm so happy, but you look beautiful. And I like, am so jealous of your bun. And like, you look like a daggone doll and you're just- uh, I haven't washed my hair in a week and a half. <laughs> but I'm doing a tutorial later about the whole like, the whole process. <laughs> So it's okay. Okay, have to know what's the longest you've ever gone. Serious. Uh, like probably two weeks, maybe like uh sixteen days. But that was after my surgery. And oh, so obviously, you know. Uh, and there's no uh, there's no flat coming from here, girl. I don't know if you can see how thick this mane is via Zoom. I can. A month, and it wasn't. Yes, <laughs> it was not oily, but as one of my managers back in the day coined it, your hair smells like Fritos. <laughs> I'm like. Oh, girl. <laughs> this is your supposed to smell like corn chip, not your hair. I, I'm all, so anytime Frito's around, I'm like, ah, it, it like triggers you. It's like, that's my month old hair. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> Anyways, but okay, serious. One thing, and not to like go from month old Frito hair to this, but truth is I have, am so incredibly impressed with you, my friend. Like, the last time we spoke, you were, you really were handed some heavy news that we were still busy in our day to day and everything like that. Medically you really were caused to pause even before this happened. So I just want to touch base with you. Like health wise, how are you doing, baby? Okay. So we, okay. <laughs> buckle up. No, um, as everybody, if anybody knows me or watch my stories, you know, I have the tendency to ramble, but as when we got started, I was like, I'm going to try my damnedest to like, you know, like, I'm already doing it, but I'm going to wrap this up into a very quick, quick um, cliff notes version. But I've had Hashim, or I'm sorry, I've had a hypothyroidism condition and multinodular goiters and just, um, and I'll get to why things have been such a struggle, but I've had a thyroid issue since I was 24. I'll be 40 next year. So for, for that many years, busting mass in this industry, I would all, I would, have like moments of just well I'd have it was just always go 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 and then I'd be knocked on my ass and wonder why and honestly I thought it was like a mental issue I thought I was like manic so I would like work real hard and then my body would fail and I thought I would exhaust myself and it would be mental or whatever come to find out it's the nature of my disease and so I had a very bad experience with one doctor that misdiagnosed me but where I'm at right now um and I had a okay so I we'll get to this but I took on a coaching program at the at the crux of all of this when I'm keep getting like um emails like I need your help like can you help me do you offer coaching and during a live I'm again very impulsive and I'm like let's do this I've wanted to coach like outside of education like technical education for a long time now and with 75 days of 78 now days of being in quarantine um 
now I have the time to focus on that curriculum and to focus on people one-on-one. -on -one. But when I, when I let the cat out of the bag and said, I'd be offering coaching, I got just bombarded with texts that day, said yes to everybody. My pay structure was all about helping people. So I ended up losing more money than I made, not bitching because I helped so many people. But when I had, it caused the flare up of all flare ups. So going back to the bad doctor's visit, I was told I got, I have Hashimoto's disease. And so I'm like, oh, okay, answer is great. So then that went on to no follow-up treatment, horrible medical records that just like assassinated my character and judged my tattoos saying like, it's a concern that she gets them in different countries. Like, you know, like the fact that they prescribed me Xanax, by the way, for my anxiety. I'm prescribed by my therapist and my doctor, but she also put in my records that um, may need to see, you know, like maybe, maybe needs to have a sponsor. I mean, I take Xanax responsibly, like when I need to, and I like to go the medical route, AKA CBD. I was actually, cause I, I'm getting started late vitamins and CBD. I'm all about it. So if you see Ooh. me run away, health is important, baby. That's right. I, exactly. Health is imperative. So I'm, tr I, make it a point to try to go the natural route. I don't want to take pharmaceuticals. I don't want to take Xanax for my anxiety, but anxiety is a direct and very, you know, is one of the main side effects of Hashimoto. So I finally got a new doctor. It's been hoops and hoops, but I'm at the City of Hope Oncology Center because my last appointment was that pretty sure you have thyroid cancer and you need a biopsy and you've got cancer is the last thing I hear. Four months later with worrying and stressing and da 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 with no answers, um, I decided to take on this coaching project, said no to, I, I said yes to everybody. I was booked from that day until the middle of June. So no days off for probably 29 consecutive days. I, you know me, I'm all or nothing. Oh, yeah. My girl, you opened your mouth and that was just game on. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and how can I say no to, I felt like, I how can I say no to one and not the other? So I had no structure as far as like, you know, pay or whatever. You needed I, your mama bird. <laughs> you needed your mama bird to be like, no. <laughs> I'm about to have your mama. I'm about to have my mama bird. And I'm very excited about that. But so just to give you an update, um, the ha what happened is the Hashimoto's flare up knocked me on my ass. I chose to refund everybody I hadn't started working with because I felt like I couldn't give the best of myself because I had to focus on my health. Health's important. Mm -hmm. If you're sick or God forbid, like let's say with this virus, God forbid you're sick or you pass away, what good's money? Money wasn't important to me. So the first thing I did was to refund them and say, when I'm well again, I would love to work with you in the future. But for now, here's a refund and a free membership to Health Academy for a year and let's touch base when I'm feeling better. And so I focused on the people I'd already started working with, prioritized, downsized, made sure my health was an issue. So finally got into City of Hope. Um, the hoops through insurance aren't quite figured out, um, but the City of Hope is an oncology center. And I just went on the 22nd and they said I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is basically your thyroid is attacking and killing itself. And so the organ is deteriorating and creates a lot of fatigue, exhaustion, memory loss, anxiety, mood stuff, um, all kinds of things that kind of make my job 
doing my job a little difficult. A little, but tricky, I, a little tricky with the humans. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the crazy, I don't want to use crazy as a word, but I felt crazy. I can say that. I, I, I felt yeah. like I was crazy. Um, but because I thought I was like a hypochondriac, what's wrong with me? I have no diagnosis. So I've been plugging away for 17 years with these symptoms and not having any answers. So now that I have answers, that peace of mind and that treatment that I'm going to get is, is like, like a weight lifted, like a complete weight lifted. And my doctor's like, uh, thyroid cancer and Hashimoto's thyroiditis is not synonymous. You can have both or you can have one or the other, but the best case scenario, I'm always a half, I'm always that you can keep filling your glass person, you know, half glass, half empty or full rather. Yeah. You can keep the, you can fill that shit to the top. Get overflowing, baby. Who cares? Exactly. It's refillable. That's, That's right. my mindset. It's not empty half. It's not empty full. That's it's right. refillable. So my mindset is that like, what the hell, where the hell was I going? There goes the memory loss, but, um, it's all right, girl. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like, you know, now I know what's wrong with me. Now I don't feel like, you know, I can manage this. And, and as far as thyroid cancer goes, worst case scenario, and this is the get, this is where I was getting at worst case scenario. This is the best cancer to have if I were to have it because they just remove the gland and you take thyroid or like um, hormone replacements and you live a completely fulfilled, wonderful life still. And there, and the DMs I've been getting from people saying, I have this, or I've had this, or I know someone who's had this and they're, and they're fine, have been so comforting. So this is very common. And so when we spoke last, you know, I know I was very short and I, I hope I didn't come across as dismissive, but I was going through a lot of shit in addition to the salon closure, the virus, the coaching, the, you know, managing my family life you had a few things going on baby like my god like like you know this many where's my toes this yeah I'm like this is what we need all the appendages like you can't, <laughs> exactly. no, and that's the thing is and i'm so so glad we we're talking about this first because that's friendship is to hear you be able to have answers to to be able to hear this right now is such a joy that I mean, if we ended the interview, like I'm so happy as a friend. Just because, get started, girl. I know, baby, I know. But that's how beautiful because you have pioneered in so many ways for people to share themselves in a way that is very uncomfortable. Putting your your gosh darn face, oh my god, like the shit that you do. I'll be like, Ramon. Oh my, <laughs> yes. oh my Larry, manic Larry's a new one, but. <laughs> okay so I'll have to show you I like I was just so you guys you know like I am actually very camera shy it, it takes a lot of courage for me you don't look like it well thank you it's it's something I'm getting I'm getting used to and I'm just like okay if I'm gonna do it I want to enjoy myself you know I'm not I gotta just roll with it but you Sarai Katoria all these people I watch who just get on these stories fearlessly I'm like I love love what you guys do right like your your silliness with Ramon your vulnerability with this sickness the pains and the frustrations of the industry that you share where others are like ah oh, fuck like if I share this this may not be great you know what I mean like you're willing to do that and you pioneered that to let people know you're okay with what you put out there and you're gonna back it but you're sharing something that Professionals in this industry go through medical problems all the time. Mental health and self-care is the first thing 
taken away from professionals like us. And they yeah. suffer in silence. In and silence, in silence. And they're, they're treated like slaves. Like, and that's truth. Like any consumer out there who we work on you, remember we're a human and you love us until you don't like your hair. And then we're not that person anymore. Isn't it that funny? We had to cancel on you because we were sick. Oh, well, I'll find someone else. I'll find someone else. Exactly. And the truth is you're humans. Bye, Felicia. But you'll be back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you'll be back. But, and if not, that's all right. It was meant to be. But these are those vulnerable things in the industry that really can be taboo to talk about. And I'm grateful that you take time to share them so raw and honestly, because it's not a bad thing, you guys. Mental health is so important. And as creatives, we live on the other spectrum anyways of that kind of chaos. And it's great because that's where our inspiration comes from. But there's real moments that are painful and it's good to talk about. And you sharing this is so great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Life is a roller coaster. And here's the thing, like, you know what? I think people are sick to death of perfectly curated, nothing's ever wrong with me. Everything's beautiful. Look at my Gucci bag. (laughs) I mean, I have a Gucci bag, but I'm not like, when I get it, because I'm like formerly poor, so I've got like that, you know, like. Girl, that's my Louie. I'm like, yeah, I paid for this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I work my damn ass Yeah. That's all. It's like, we were a stylist at one point who, I'm going to get that bag one day. I'm going to be able to afford those shoes one day. I'm going to get my teeth fixed. Shit like that, you know? And we should celebrate those things. That's like. You know, I, I think it's so important that you, how you just said that, because it is, we need to celebrate, like, those are little things that as we start behind the chair or wherever we are, we have to be open to diversifying our skill sets. We have to be open to all of those things. And so it's like, yeah, rock that bag or rock those shoes, whatever you want. But you, girl, you are a great example of just staying true to who you are and you know, all. Thank you. And you know, I do. And I show, I show the crying, ugly sides. I show the, the joys, the wins, the, the Ramones. Uh, yeah, uh, the rem- the many Ramones. <laughs> Laughter is, I have always been this way. My, my, my first family, which is pretty much, I was raised by my, my grandparents, like my grandparents and my aunt don't have a good relationship with my mom. So like, um, th- we had a lot of laughter in the household. My family's fucking hilarious. So like, laughter has always been very important to me and is my medicine and goofing off is just who I am. And I've always, always tried to keep it as real as possible. Good, bad, ugly, and in between, but also do it in like, you know, I don't know, just vulnerability. There's so much strength in being vulnerable. And so many people are so worried about what they put out there and how people are going to judge them or perceive them. And I've gotten to a point, you, you think I gotten, I, you think prior to quarantine, I was already raw during quarantine. I have given fewer fucks. I have <laughs> given fewer fucks. Like, because there's a lot of uh, time now to self-reflect and to worry about or to care for your, yourself and mental health and, you know, wellness and, and just time for you. And we, we talked about this briefly. And let me preface this with, I am incredibly sympathetic and my heart goes out to all of the people that are being affected and all of the deaths and all of the horrible things that are going on with this virus however there's always a silver lining and that for me is that after not just 17 years I started working at 14 um so non-stop 
because nobody was going to take care of me. I knew I had to take care of myself. I've always been the provider in every relationship. I've always been, you know, like, that's just me. I've always wanted to be the one to never rely on someone else because of my history. So the break after years and years and years of just nonstop work, nonstop work, kind of feels like a personal blessing in that regard, separate from the bad things that are happening. Um, and so we're taking a beat to assess what we need and what we value and our core values again, what we're remembering, like why we got in this industry. We're, 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 I'm remembering I have hobbies outside of hair. I'm remembering my full identity is not a hairstylist, which is always what I clung to. It was the first thing I had pride in as a human, you know, being like the chubby kid with fucked up teeth as a kid being bullied and, you know, all that other shit. It was the first, like, I even went to college and that, I wasn't as proud of getting my BA in marketing as I was accelerating or excelling rather as a hairstylist and, and making it through, like, when I say this, all the time, I love that giggle because that's straight up the grind, the grit and the perseverance it took to stay in this industry the way you have, especially girl, like that giggle was so perfect. Cause I'm like, yep, that's a hard fought. That's a yeah. hard fought stylist right there. It's not the stairs, girlfriend. It's stadium stairs. It's like shit where you gotta like climb. And not, people think that I get asked all the time, how'd you do what you do? How do you, how do you, I'm like, do you have, uh, do you have a week or two, uh, for me to call you every day, all day and explain the process? So I have a project in the works, um, that I don't want to disclose fully now, but that will make it easier for stylists to know how I, I, I navigated the sometimes confusing, sometimes treacherous, unfortunately, sometimes you know, just like, um, uncertain, but I've, I've created avenues that didn't exist. And I've used social media from my space days, um, to get to where I'm at. And, and you know, the paradox, the crazy thing about it is that the journey was far more enjoyable and less stressful because you didn't know where you were getting to. You just knew you were wanting to get somewhere and you were yeah. wanting to create opportunities but just keeping it real without bitching, you know, because I have so many things to be grateful for. Once you get what you thought you always wanted, it's the, the fear of losing it. So it's like, and then once you have a large platform, it's like, you have so many people coming to you saying, you inspire me, please keep me laughing. I love what you do. So I do put a lot of pressure on myself to, you know, maintain my I don't know just maintain my my output and I and I get really I get really down on myself if I don't if I take a break previously got really down on myself if I took a break and needed to take a step away but if you don't take a step away you're just like you're not you're in it burning. you're burning yeah. you're a robot you're just yeah. like let me go through the motion so everything I want to do I I want to do from a pure place yeah. to help people, to make them laugh, to motivate people, to give them food for thought, to, you know, 
elevate our industry and unify our industry. Yes. Come together. There, there's 7.5 billion people in this world. We're not all going to do, you know, we're not all going to do hair. Let's encourage one another to harness our skills. And one thing I want to add in here with the self-care, because this is a component that you guys truth, like straight up, I struggle with. It's the first thing I let go of. It's not something that I manage to do very often, you know, like, um, I have to literally schedule myself some self-care time. And I want to give you guys this example because it's this simple, how fast you can get off of it. Made myself take Thursdays off, right? Just mental health, just to clear, not have any needs, turn the phone off. By the way, I had no notifications on my phone. Like I literally turn off everything. Turning that down. Yeah. Turn no. All notifications. All, all notifications. Oh, P.S. Before, just a quick uh, interjection. I apologize. My Facebook message count is ridiculous. My emails is fifty-seven thousand nine hundred seventy. Yep. My text is forty-two. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. No, I want me to tell you why. So I one hundred percent am with you, and I'll tell you why I chose to do this. Mine yeah. are very similar with very different things, right? So for me, I'll have investors who are wanting to talk to me about the company, but then I'll have have members who want to talk about this, right? Like. Those really take different pieces of my mind, my space, my time. Like I need to really give all to my people, you know, and so forth. So what I finally was like, I would get anxiety because I'd see this list building and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, you guys, oh, like trying to tell my team, like I would see it and I'm like in a meeting, <laughs> I was like, I got to take care of that. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay my heart rate, my anxiety, and I'm a perfectionist. So like everything's getting like too high. I'm getting overwhelmed. And I was like, no one controls my time. Yeah. No one controls my time. And I had to, you know, I had taught my assistants that I had taught, you know, no one is going to take my time, but I was giving my time away by not setting clear boundaries for myself. And so for me, what had to happen was, is I saw myself burning out, right? All of these characteristics that are not of my natural state, I'm typically a very bubbly person because that's just who I am. I'm, I don't see anything negative about life. I love life. I'm grateful to be alive, like legit. By the way, sorry. I'm oh not no, you're okay. You're okay. I just literally, that's how, how was that? These are nuggets. So that's oh, thank you. Yeah, no. So honestly, for me, it was like, wow, okay, I need to really just focus because I'm being pulled in all these directions, but I'm not really giving anything in these areas because my brain is in the next thing. So the first thing I did was I turned off all notifications and I blocked myself. Meaning if I, when I do my schedule, I literally block it to where I'm engaged with social media nine to 10 and that's it. I tap out, I'm out. I go into something different. Now I'm working on finances because I'm growing a company. So I'm in that mind. I can't be thinking about who said what over here, right? Like, but when I am over here, I want to make sure I'm there. So that's what helped me with turning my notifications off. It made me think of my time. We all have 168 hours in the week. But I was going to say, we all have the same amount of time. That is the constant universally. Time is not you know, uh, you know, made up con well, it is kind of a made up concept. I mean, yeah. This is a weird one for me because time is a weird construct. I don't yeah. even believe in time, but when you value yourself and you respect that, you just don't give it in areas that are of value to yourself. But self-care is one of those areas you cannot. And you guys, I missed the Thursday and legit for 48 hours went into like a psycho panic. And I don't, I'm not saying psycho lightly. I mean, psychotically, was not okay. <laughs> like I was fetal position, 
panic attacks. I'm a stoner through and through anyways to keep this body down. Like, it's just what it is. I'm very high intense. This is CBD, by the way. So I, love be- I love it. Girl, back. Right, nobody can see us, can they? Yeah, they can. Okay, yeah. so this yeah. is CBD, guys. So yeah. don't, yeah. even if it was, yeah. I don't give a shit, whatever. Oh, but no. But telling you right now, CBD, dope for that inflammation, THC to calm you down. Be educated on these things. But the truth of the matter is your self-care and how you do it. Make sure it's for you. Find things that help your soul come back. I go to nature. Rebecca, what about you? What do you love to do that's just kind of your like turn off to take care of you? What do you like to do? Yoga Mm -hmm. has saved my life and my body after getting my gastric sleeve surgery. um, You know, they were going to losing 100 pounds, you know. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I still, it blows my mind. Like, girl, crazy. I feel like it's been a year, but next month it'll be two years. Time flies, but I've lost a hundred pounds. I've maintained it. I continue to lose. I went from thank you two thirty seven to I just weighed and I'm one forty six, and I'm like I'm in the ones. What? Like I've been overweight my entire life since I was six. So huge achievement, but it it opened up a lot of other health issues. But ones like I said that I'm dealing with. But um, what I like to do is yoga because it's tightening my body. It it helps your mind. Uh, meditation, journaling. Um, spending time with my family. I'm again rediscovering. I have hobbies. I haven't had hobbies in 17 years. Really, I haven't because my whole life, my whole my industry was my whole life. That's it. My identity, and I'm realizing my career is not my identity. And and ego is so tied to what we do. Not ego in a bad way, but just your sense of self. That's what ego is. Just your sense of yourself. So. Nature, we actually, June 5th and 6th for my brother's birthday, 18th birthday, um, we got the same cabin we got in Santa Barbara because they're social distancing and they have no other guests. So we're going horseback riding in the mountains of Santa Barbara. So I want to go. I want to go. I did. I think it's, uh, I have to do, you have to share the pull out with my brother. But oh, you- God. He's all, this is my birthday, Brad. You got to go. Like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> He'd probably like it. He'd probably, oh, hey. uh, my husband on the other end would be like, nope. <laughs> like, not so much, Rebecca. <laughs> I don't know why this makes me cackle and almost need to pee, but um, anyway, just the thought. Oh, my God. You know what you're going to love? I heard this the other day. So sidebar, but it was, I love comedy. Comedy is where the brain goes to tickle itself, and I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I had to tell you that because I love humor. Like I love making people uncomfortable with humor and like, Me too. Oh, it's so much fun. Like I don't mean to. And I always try to make sure I'm in the right company, but I thought you might like that and be like, Oh, it's just not uh, like tickling itself. Like you, you couldn't be in the better. Best oh girl, we got way too much trouble. When we're you're together there again. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, focus. Sorry. No, no, you're like, I'm, you're focusing, but, uh, yeah, like <laughs> you go all over the place. Well, um, we have to make sure that we do touch on this. Cause I think that your yes. brilliance in itself, all of what you've shared already is so, um, so helpful to people because they're on different walks of life in this industry. It's just vast. It's vast even on a good day. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. there's so much range in this industry and so much lack of education and, um, ability to educate good education. So artists out there don't give up all of us had that we all went to an interesting school you know something whatever keep 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 going but something that you as a professional 17 years you went through a pandemic canoe salon owner 
Yeah, that was, <laughs> um, that was a little scurry. Uh, yeah, so we were open about five or six months when this happened. And I always, I, I don't know, I could eat crow, you know, but so far I haven't. But from the, the initial cases and stuff, I just immediately felt strongly that this was going to be bigger than it, it was going to turn into what it is now, you know? So we closed, I chose to close Honey Hair Lab, um, like before sh like lockdown was even implemented a day before. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I took that seriously with my own autoimmune, uh, disease. Um, uh, one of our other stylists has MS. One is in their later trimester of pregnancy. Um, our whole, like our, practically our whole staff, not all, but many of our staff are very at risk. So first I want to protect my staff, myself. If I were to catch something, well, catch something, catch the virus. Um, and I want to take it home to my family. I want to protect our guests. So in, this was the order to me. Obviously, you know, my family, which also includes salon family, my personal family, um, my guests, our guests, and then myself. I'm always in that order, you know, when it comes to protecting. And so we closed the salon down, but I just dumped a good portion of my savings into that, my savings for something like this. And so I'm not going to like, you know, bitch and complain about finances because I know, you know, I know you're not supposed to compare, but I know people have it worse. Um, but I, I, I'm, 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 I'm surviving, you know, I'm surviving financially and I'm thriving mentally at the moment. Um, but what I chose to do after we closed is to, so immediately stop my, um, my, uh, they're independent stylists, but immediately stop them paying rent. No more rent. No more rent. And as long as this continues, um, when we do get back, uh, when we are able to work again, they will work for a month with no rent to get on their feet and make all profit. So when I talked earlier about, and what I'm on currently on, on my stories about, and we'll probably, we will talk about that later. Um, there are solutions and I feel like I would rather take on the brunt of the financial um, issues and for me to deal with that than for that to trickle down to people that aren't in as good or as stable of a position that I'm in. I would rather find my own resources, take care of myself than to rely on you know, my staff or other people to handle my financials. That's just my opinion. Like everybody, you know, although I don't think the resources are being handled and, and people aren't getting what they need in a timely fashion or at all. Um, I personally feel like I want to take care of my own first before I take care of me and I'll handle, I'll figure my shit out. And that is a good segue into uh, pivoting. It's all about pivoting. There are ways besides working behind the chair to generate revenue and income. There, there just is. And it's time to be creative. It's time to, you know, use your skill set to do what you can virtually to make things, to offer services that help people. Um, so many different things, so many different solutions. It's about solutions right now. And I swear to God, I, I'm not one of those ones that where I said it first, I never do that. Not with techniques, not with any shit like that. Cause I'm like, it's so, it's so 
pointless, you know, because everything's been recycled. But I, when I did that live and uh, went on my rant about, you just got to pivot because I actually got that from a Brene Brown podcast. I love Brene. I love her to death. I want to go to one of her seminars or talks so badly, but for now it's the books and the workbooks and the podcast. She actually started a podcast right when quarantine happened. Did you listen to it? I mean, no, I didn't know. I love her. It's everything to, you know, it's her whole skill set. It's like her her study and shame and like vulnerability all having to do with the virus all having to do with what we're trying to navigate so it's not just like this that and the other it's just a brand new podcast just about what we're going through highly recommend Brene. i think it's called i don't know what it's called but i'll uh, I'll look it up and get it in there Uh, yeah i can tell you in two seconds and i want she said in one of them she said um, and this really helped me. It was one of her Netflix specials. She said, um, I was struggling as trying to come from a hairstylist to a position of a CEO and running a company that it was like, uh, like this isn't my, How? you know, like, um, but I know what I, I love this industry. No one can take that away from me. You know, and that was where I was standing in San Francisco pitching to sharks and literally getting torn apart because no one understands our industry. I'm like, I don't care. Like, it, you can have all of this, but my pros need this. Brene Brown said it best. She said, if they're not in your arena, don't listen to them. If they're not the ones ready to suit up and do what you're about to do, don't listen to them. And that I just doubled down with. If you're not paying my bills, shut your mouth. Like if someone has an opinion of how I do something, right? I'm like, oh, oh, okay, wait, I'm going to care about this. If you're going to write that check at the end of this, I'm all ears. But if you're not, I have zero interest in what you're about to say, you know? And it's like, Brene Brown, when I heard that they're not in my arena, it was just like, nope. Like, have you tried this? Have you done this? Do you have, do you have a solution to help me be better, but not just bring me down? I'm all ears. If you're trying to bring me down, bye Felicia, you know, like, see you later. There's too many good people that I can help, that you help, that we can focus on, not that nonsense. Brene's got it. (laughs) I'm going to say two things. First, here's the, um, it's uh, unlocking us. Unlocking us, if anybody wants to screenshot by Brene Brown. Love it. Absolutely amazing. Um, Some of her, um, you know, it's dealing with, this one resonated with me. anxiety people are either overproductive or underproductive the first week i was underproductive i didn't have a routine i slept in i drank white claws i snacked i watched tv i got through everything now we're out i can you believe we're out of shows i'm like there's so many shows but shows that interest me yeah um but the first week i was a wreck and then i'm like no 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 and then started implementing routine journaling yoga you know and then but it was like unhealthy unproductivity and then I burnt myself out because I made myself sick because of my disease. But she she talks about so many different things and anxiety is like huge right now. So many people, so many of us have anxiety over what are we, what are, what's going to happen. Yes. And it's amazing. But there, there's the podcast, highly recommend. Another one I recommend is um, obviously Hair Love Radio by my girl, Hala Zuthay, um, another one, Manifestation Babe, um, Rise Together with uh, Rachel Hollis, 
and then or no rise with rachel hollis and then one last one that i'm really into right now is gold digger oh yeah i saw them recently yeah she she really talks about a lot to do with like do you want to create a podcast um uh how do you come up with a storytelling strategy like um just you know it's awesome it's a lot of business it's a lot of personal whatever but speaking of shark tank when we went to the l'oreal offices slash salon centric offices in new york so it's just like Shark Tank. You're speaking to every head of every department, and and here you are, a hairstylist, <laughs> and my assistant Jessica. And um, you know what? I have I have my modes, and I can be you know tenacious, know the facts, business person that gets shit done, and I can be vulnerable, crying about my my emotions and my my feelings on IG, and and I know when to be in both arenas, and you when you when you're trying to sell something you know when you're trying to sell yourself when you're when you're trying to maybe get an investment or help um you you really try to speak it's like a little arrow you you aim for their heart not their wallet because that's what resonates with people and you offer them solutions and you offer them you know the fact that you have something different because if all you're talking about is money 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 bottom line nothing new they're going to tune you out because they've heard it a thousand times before. If you notice watching Shark Tank, especially with Mark and uh, the other one that I really like a lot, the one that had a, a hard up. No, not that one. The uh, one with the, the, the handsome me. one. Oh, I love him. Like the race car, the European one, the yeah. short brown hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's very, uh, he just has like the, he's just a handsome yeah. man. He came from like Europe from yeah. very like humble beginnings. Yes. He always cries when he hears about stories about like the come up because it re- resonates. Yes. With him. yes. He, that's a prime example of when you're, when you're speaking to that panel, if you speak to their heart and something resonates with them personally, that's when their ears open up. That's when they're like, okay, tell me more. And that's when they get invested in your project. Um, and really want to help. Obviously you have to have the solutions and the data and the, you know, you have to be ready. You have to be, and that's something I'm glad you bring that up because this translates in apprenticeship level. Like you're getting out the gate. You're excited. All these things like listen to all of this and just put toolkits. You'll use them throughout your career in different ways. But this is something a client said to me that I've been able to apply to everything. And that is know your audience. That was her first tip. And her second was, I guarantee if there was any issues, there's one of two things. You didn't know your audience or there was a lack of communication. There's no other two reasons. And I'm like, she goes, can you tell me if you look back at that scenario is one of those two things that, and I'm like, know your audience. And like what she's saying, if you're bringing yourself and you're presenting it, who are you presenting it to? Who do you want to be on that receiving end to catch that when you're throwing out your beautiful self vulnerably who are you wanting to catch it? that? Is it your specialty? Is it your, all of that good stuff? You have to know who you're talking to in order to attract the right people. And I'm so glad you bring that up because a lot of people just put stuff out there hoping that their work, all of this heart, you know, it's more than that. It's so much more than that. You have to hit that heartstring, like you said. It's so true. And to just, just to end the whole like Shark Tank, yeah. concentric, round yeah. 
virtual meeting with with all the big wigs and even Bertram, the the owner of Salon Centric. By the way, we landed the deal. We got Trillion Tones, my color line. And so, well, don't get excited yet. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> we landed the deal. We got it. I and my assistant, like the two owners of the company came from Finland, but they didn't contribute anything. They were nervous. Their pens were shaking. They were like, ah. I'm like, just, I kicked one of them under the table. I'm just like, just shut up. Like we got this. Um, so that's what I mean about speaking to their heart and knowing your audience because they were rambling off like shit that had nothing to do with the color line and why it was innovative. They were talking about their own bond builder. They also wanted to push once we got in. I'm like, shut up. So Anyway, we got into salon centric, went through the whole process, had a launch date, the company had to push it back. And then finally, after three years of, of just like discord and not seeing eye to eye and not having the same core values, that's when I decided to part ways. And, you oh, know, that. oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I shared why online and I think a very tactful, yeah. respectful way, because that's not something that I feel like so many people gloss over big things that happen in their career. It's like all of a sudden I'm doing this and then you don't hear about it anymore. I'm the type where like, I want to explain why to educate and explain. And, um, again, I'm an open book and I wish them nothing but the best. And unfortunately they could have gotten into salon centric without me because I suggested all the other awesome educators that, you know, helped promote the brand for free, mind you. Um, but they just didn't do what they needed to do. They tapped, uh, we got them into the U S market you know, a, a tiny Finnish brand that no one had ever heard anything about. We got them into the U.S. market, and unfortunately, they didn't do what they needed to do. But the best thing that I ever did was parting ways, not burning that bridge. And now I'm with Redken, a brand family that is a family that I love, and I simplified. So I'm, I'm working still with B3 four years now. If, if I find somebody that I love and respect and that respects me and that I love the product, um, I'm going to stick with them till the, to the end. So, you know, big ups to B3. They're doing great things for the industry, by the way, PBA, big things. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about that later, but like I found, you know, if I wouldn't have closed that door, this other one wouldn't have opened. And, you know, I, I love my Redkin fam. So that's, that's just about, I had you know. some of your Redkin fam on here not too long ago, Mr. Sam Via and Ruth Roach. And I'm telling you right now, it's just like, simply an amazing thing to talk to the Redkin fam and hear all of you in different ways in your very unique ways and how it works for you. And it's pretty amazing. I'm so happy for you. I thank you. That's the beautiful thing about them as a company is that they embrace all forms of education before it was just manufacturer education, very corporate by the book, you know, you know, a lot of product knowledge, lot, you know, like, yeah what have you but they've also embraced the ambassadors because they realize the industry wants multiple ways of educating multiple like deliveries yeah. of education and so they let us do our thing because they have found value in us we get to be organic we get to be we get to come up with our own techniques i'll just be honest like the most like direction that i get from them is like hey these are our new shades that are launching come up with a technique however you want. And I'm like, that's amazing. And yeah, I'm, no, thank you. <laughs> like, this is dope. It's a dream. And yep. they were 
respect me. And, you know, I've become really good friends with so many people, you know, both, yeah. both corporately and educators and big ups to Redkin. Love them anyway. I love them. I love Redkin. And all that they're doing for the industry and happen. I mean, I was Redkin trained. That's what my beauty school was, was Redkin. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, Redkin, it is. It's full circle for you, boo. Like, I'm telling you, like, Okay, so we have to make sure though, I am so grateful that we have all of these resources and I'm gonna make sure when we post this there, listed out in them because these are so amazing. But two is, Rebecca, you have really experienced so much in this industry. I mean, from, and there's simply too much, you know, to, to just be like, well, let me just start it, you know, like I get that 1000%. But, you know, looking back, is there a moment in your career where you're like, that really helped me into where I am today like in that you learned that you want to leave with these beautiful people before we start wrapping up sure sure absolutely um I worked for a company that um was like a dream it's what brought me out to LA and I worked with a company that you know I made six figures when I wasn't traveling educating and doing hair all over the world with my best friend um, I was working from home in a beautiful apartment. I never thought I'd live in Hollywood in a gorgeous apartment. Um, moved out here. I just picked up and moved out here. And then eventually over time, um, I, it just wasn't a good fit. And, you know, like I said, I'm all about like our, our ethics lining up and our mission, our values yeah. lining up. Yeah. And so for me, it got to a point where not only did, did I, our, I wasn't jiving there and also I wasn't finding the product itself um, really working for me. So I can't be, I can't lie. I'm like Abraham Lincoln. I cannot tell a lie. Um, or is that the cherry I tree? Think that's a, I think it's a cherry, but I don't think that's a bad thing. So <laughs> He can't tell a lie. Um, anyway, I just, I can't live a lie. I was literally waking up every morning and avoiding the mirror because I couldn't look at myself because I was like, I'm you a sellout. Yeah, you could That's how it. I felt. I was like, and I can't, I want to be respected in the industry for standing up for what I feel is right. So I resigned. And also I had a very good friend at that time that a friend of eight years from way back, way, way back from wow. like when I worked my first education job with Joico years ago, uh, two years out of the industry, uh, out of cosmetology school. And um, I, you know, I'm trying to leave names out and everything, but um, this friend had a very strong belief. A friend that became a mentor with social media because they had a lot of experience told me to never, ever, ever show emotion online. Don't post quotes. Don't post anything because the quote is just going to mean that's what you're personally going through and you don't want to show weakness. And, you know, the majority of stylists are beneath you and you're here and you need to unfollow stylists because somehow it's going to transfer over and they're, they're going to uh, take your followers and, and uh, just a lot of paranoia. Yeah. Of paranoia. And like Dick, I allowed this person to dictate a lot of how I, I showed up online and presented myself and I wasn't my authentic self. So once I quit this company, I, to, into the unknown, into no longer making money for myself, into oh, yeah. having money and now having this like, you know, $4,000 apartment in Hollywood. Mind you, my rent back in Cali for a huge, or Florida for a huge house was like $100. 
Um, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yes, like culture shock. Um, totally. While I talk, I'm gonna turn my notifications off. I'm gonna. Oh, it's okay. You're a busy. You're a busy girl. <laughs> um, let me turn at least messages off. Um, but so anyway, uh, taking the plunge and resigning um, into the unknown. Yeah. And 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 uh, choosing to part ways. Well, it wasn't my choice. It was well, it kind of was. I was told that because I was leaving the brand that we would have to be secret friends and not be seen together because um, for other reasons. But like, I was like, no, I don't want to be secret friends with my best friend of eight years. So parted ways. And um, I was allowed to authentically be myself without somebody dictating or I allowed somebody to dictate what I how I showed up and what I said and what messages I conveyed. And I finally, for the first time, via social media truly became myself. I don't even know what your original question oh, was. That, that answered it beautifully. Because really what my question was is what you've learned throughout your experience that really helped you. And that is an incredible opportunity for people because you had everything that you thought you wanted, you know, you were working towards that. And I mean, honestly, until now, until we know things like we know now, and there's different companies out there that help beauty pros that you can make money different ways. But the thing is when you start out behind the chair, you don't know, it's just salon ownership or it's a, I love that you're going to lean up. I love it. I love my robe is underneath me. <laughs> Legit. Look going down below. I'm like, girl, I got a robe under you. I'll wrap up real quick. with you. Um, no, but it is, it's so true because you know, with our career paths, right? Imagine how much the industry has just evolved since we've been in it, let alone with all of the advancements in the 21st century. Like, so there's not, you just don't have this like, oh yeah, you can do all these things. Like that's now opening up to professionals. In the beginning, it was like to have that job you had, that was like the dream, you know, like the dream of a hairstylist, owning a salon, platform artist, educator for a brand. That's what we thought meant making it in the back in the day. That's what we thought was our only way. And it was, it was. But and I knew more. right away that corporate, which this yeah. is what this was, this was very lax corporate. There was no corporate office, but this was a leading company. And like, props to this company for being the first of their kind. I'm not talking shit about the company. I'm just saying yeah. our, our, our core values didn't line up. Yep. Like I'm not, a, I, I have moved on. You can tell I have no ill will no. because I'm not talking shit about them. I'm just saying that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Like yeah. I had to leave because it wasn't meant for me anymore, but I appreciated the opportunity. It wouldn't have brought me out here to LA. Mm. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, but, but as far as, you know, talking about different avenues, when I first started in independent education, it was probably eight years ago before it started popping off. And it, it came about when I was start, start, I was working with Joico and when I would go and do classes, they would say, do you do classes? And I'm like, no, I work for a brand. It, you know, it's pretty scripted. I have to stick with their curriculum. And then I ended up resigning another huge leap because it's what, you know, it's, all you, you know yeah yeah it's all you like at that time I was like oh well I'm behind the chair I own a salon but this is also a huge thing to be you know yeah. a, an educator so I was like I, I, I sometimes look before I leap but that's how I operate and then I just was like 
I'm going to create a curriculum. And I, I started promoting on my social that I offer my own classes and loved my curriculum because it had a lot to do with like mental and emotional things that we go through, not just techniques, a lot of social media and branding at that time, people were very curious about how do you take your pictures? How do you do this? How do you do that? And so me and my assistant rented a Yukon and we drove up the East coast um, and we did six classes in seven days and barely slept. Like there were many nights we didn't sleep. No. Yeah, but we did it. That was our we Easter tour. And I'll we just tell it. you, we made $80,000 that week. Yeah. So that yeah, was baby. That's what I'm talking about. And you guys, this is so beautiful. And I am so glad that she's sharing this because the truth is there's so many um, Hail Marys, so many attempts, so many dreams that go unlived because people aren't willing to chase it. And she hopped in a Yukon with her friend and she made it happen because that's what it is. What do you want to do? What do you want to dream? And the best part is take a page out of this beautiful human's playbook and be you and be proud of who you are and share all of it. The emotions, the ugly parts, the fuck, the shit, the balls. I don't care what it is. If it's you and you like to say it, please say it. Say it loud, say it proud, move on if they don't like it. But Rebecca, this seriously, you are doing better. Your health, everything you have, your smiles back, your Oh, like my heart is so happy. This has just been a bonus that we recorded it. <laughs> you know, like this is cool. Cause like, yeah, we'll share it. Like, that's great. But like five different times now because of how like happy I get to, well, here they come. Cause I, I know. <laughs> I love it. I, I try not to cry in every podcast, but I'm passionate about everything. It's not crying about bad stuff. It's crying about good stuff. It's happy. crying because I'm laughing hard. It's crying because I saw good motives and you want to help people and you have something to offer, then you'll, you'll be just fine. And numbers have nothing to do with it. Um, I, I, I don't know if we talked about this before we started or during, but you know, there are people with far fewer numbers than I have that have insanely engaging, raving, like loyal, loyal fans. So numbers, you know, people look like, Oh, well, I'm sure it's easy for you because blah, blah, blah. Well, I want to also say it's been MySpace to Facebook to Periscope to yeah, every yeah. single thing along the way for and and ten no, fifteen years journey just with social media, um, to get to that point. And it's not impossible for you to gain a platform and a, and a large following still, but you can do just as many things without having buku numbers. It's, yeah. Just don't focus on the numbers yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Walk around with their number stamped through the forehead like that's their No. By the no. way, my number has been 666 for a hot minute, so I do not want my number stamped. <laughs> I saw that today and I'm like, oh, she's got to love that. <laughs> For two weeks, it keeps fluctuating. I'm like, I want to lose followers just so I can be to see. Girl, just go up or down. Get off of yes, this yes. number. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's serious. Oh my gosh. Well, Rebecca, this has been a true privilege. Stay on with me and I'm going to wrap this up. Love you guys. Guys, this has been an incredible Freebird series with the Rebecca Taylor. Thank you, baby, so much. Too close. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed. Remember this work hard and be nice. Yes.